This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zuma Radio, AM 740. And welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg. Grab a stool and come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Happy July 4th to all of my American listeners, friends, family, as we uh, celebrate America's birthday today. And uh, also, it's World UFO Day. So happy sky watching if you've done some of that today. Uh, maybe maybe you had some luck. Maybe you can uh, tell us about that a little bit later in the program. Uh, and also, of course, Canada Day we celebrated on Thursday. And we festooned our property with flags. And uh, we did not fly anything at half-mast, let me tell you that much. Uh, obviously, you know, this country has problems, but we celebrate the fact that we strive to do better, and that is worth celebrating. And uh, we enjoyed some fireworks and uh, had, a, had a, a wonderful, relaxing uh, few days off, the Serrett family. Hope you, uh, hope you did the same. All right. Tonight, the return of Canada's Edgar Casey. And the last of the sleeping prophets, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell. And he is here, I am delighted to say, for the full two hours. He'll talk about his visions for the future. We'll also talk a little bit about the, uh, the Akashic field. And if you've had an unusual dream, perhaps, perhaps a precognitive dream or something you, you suspect may be pre- pre- a precognitive, uh, Douglas will uh, attempt to interpret that for you. So, uh, Carlos, if you're back in the studio or if you're listening back in the studio, uh, you can open the phone lines right away. And Ryan, my live stream producer, we can also take questions from the YouTube live chat immediately. If you're if you're submitting a question describing a dream that you've had, obviously, you'll have to uh, to provide some details, but be as concise as possible. Just summarize it in a few words. And uh, the numbers to call, if you're in the greater Toronto area, call 416-360-0740, 416-360-0740, and toll-free from everywhere else, 866-740-4740, 866-740-4740. We'll open the phone lines. We're looking 
for your dreams. And uh, we'll spend some time on that this hour. In the second hour, Douglas Cottrell stays with us and will conduct a live remote viewing experiment on the air. Douglas has chosen an object that will remain hidden from view, and I'll attempt to ascertain what that object is using my nascent remote viewing skills. And I encourage you to try and uh, do the same. Find a, a quiet place in your home. Maybe turn on a small table lamp, grab a notepad, a pen, a pen, a pen, a pen or pencil, and uh, listen to Douglas's instructions. It's really just that simple. This is really about transcending time and space. Don't think, just see. Get your mind out of the way, and you will be amazed at what you can do. And we've tried these a number of times on this program, on Coast to Coast AM, on my podcast. And uh, I've, I've surprised myself, quite frankly. Towards the end of the program, we'll, um, we'll post an image of the object on my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett. And uh, Carlos, back in studio, whoever comes closest to identifying the object will receive a free copy of Douglas Cottrell's The Secrets of Life, a wonderful book, and uh, with a foreword by yours truly. So, no, I'm sorry, that was another book I'm thinking of. <laughs> I've written a couple of forewords, but not, uh, not for The Secrets of Life. Uh, anyway... Um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do the remote viewing experiment in the second hour. So get ready for that. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, best known as a, a trans clairvoyant, spiritual healer, teacher, published author, who uh, demonstrates many of the abilities studied by noetic sciences, the study of consciousness, including clairvoyance, telepathy, energy healing, or remote viewing, prediction and prophecy. He's one of a select few able to demonstrate all of these abilities and even fewer who are considered a reliable information source. He teaches people the world over about spiritual development through the practice of meditation and the application of spiritual principles in daily life. And um, we'll also tell you about one of his upcoming uh, courses on dream interpretation. That's happening July, happening July 10th, but we'll give you some more details here. Also, I mentioned uh, we're giving away a copy of Secrets of Life. That's one of his books. And uh, also, The Complete New Age Health Guide, The New Earth, A Prophetic View of Our Future, Gems of Wisdom. That was the other one. I wrote uh, the foreword to that as well. And and uh, The Complete New Age Health Guide. Uh, and Conversations with the Akashic Field. I think I might have written the foreword to that as well. Uh, but let's talk to the man who actually wrote the books, not just, you know, I wrote a few words in the foreword. Douglas, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well for a happy 4th of July weekend. Thanks for asking. Terrific. All right. And um, why don't we give those details right now? The um, the upcoming workshop on um, dream interpretation, right? Yeah, it's uh, scheduled for July the 10th. Uh, it's going to be a webinar. And uh, if people want to uh, go to my website, com they can uh, right away sign up and get all the information for this uh, dream, uh, I guess, webinar uh, workshop. It's everything you want to know about what goes on when you sleep. Dreams, remote viewing, prophetic, uh, seeing the future type dreams, uh, dream messages, how to incubate a dream so that you can make a decision, 
about coming, what's coming up. Uh, and it uh, defines the different types of dreams that we have, from symbolic to prophetic to a combination or mixture of them. Anyway, it's jam-packed. It's a four-hour webinar, and it's a small class. Uh, we hope to have around 20 people. We have uh, a dozen people signed up already, so there's room for six or seven more. And, of course, if we have a few more than, uh, than that uh, 20, we can accommodate them as well. It's jam-packed. Uh, I interpret dreams very well. We're going to talk a little bit about that on the show tonight. And uh, we'll um, do our best to help people tonight understand their dreams. Dreams, I believe, uh, forecast everything that's happened in your life. Nothing that you do has not first been dreamt. And then, of course, some of the dreams you can see way into the future, and you can get the so-called psychic newspapers and see prophetic events. And we'll talk a little bit about those things that I've seen as uh, it's current and also some of the things we can review because I've made a lot of predictions on your show and they have... Oh, yes. And so this is, this is the best way when you sleep and your mind's able to reach out and to uh, tap that information in a, let's say, a, um, a calm way. There's no emotional attachment and you can see the future. It's interesting. You called it the psychic newspaper. I like that. The psychic newspaper. Um, So I've had, you know, dream interpreters on the program uh, a number of times, and it's usually the symbology we talk about, the the Jungian symbol. So if you dream, I don't know, uh, uh, maybe your teeth are falling out. I've had I used to have that dream a lot and and someone would come on and say well that means that you're 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 struggling to communicate. I guess they're utilizing sort of a Jungian symbology others maybe they use archetypes like the tarot. How do you what is your method? Are you are you looking at all dreams as as precognitive or prophetic in a way? Well, there are different types of dreams. There are health dreams like that which can talk about your health something where all your teeth are falling out might first mean that you have some gum disease, you actually have a problem with your teeth. Usually when you lose a tooth, however, in, in my experience, um, interpreting that would mean that death is going to happen in your family. You're going to lose someone. Uh, uh, for instance, uh, cutting your hair. You have long hair. That means getting rid of worries. And where does that information come from? Well, over you know, more than 40 years of dealing with uh, the intuitive mind and meditation uh, in such a way that I'm seeing things like a remote viewer, only it's clairvoyant, uh, I've been able to put together, well, a pretty concise understanding of dreams, the symbology of the dreams, the different types of the dreams, and depending on your nationality or your heritage, that can influence the dream as well because different people from different countries think differently. But there is a mask, a sort of a combination, a, a root, a root word, if you will, of dreams. And uh, I interpret dreams from based on my experience, and I've been I've been writing my dreams down every day for, since 1974, 75, somewhere in there. And I've amassed a great amount of information and experience in interpreting dreams. But there's the interpretation of the symbolic dream, which is the mind's language. You know, we, we don't dream in words, although sometimes words are spoken, and that may be a, an angel or a message from the high self, again, another dimension of your uh, dream state. 
But most often, the symbols that you see, the scenes that you see, are important. And my methodology also incorporates directions, speed, uh, action in the dream. And you get a combination of all those different factors. You get a pretty accurate interpretation of a dream. You can get stock movements or commodity movements in dreams. Somebody's going to buy a bottle of Coca-Cola. Well, if you're involved in the stock market, that could be a symbol to buy Coca-Cola stock. If you're not, then buying Coca-Cola may mean something that you have to buy Coca-Cola for a party that's coming up or you should drink Coca-Cola. Now, uh, I'm not going to go into the health concerns of of what Coca-Cola is good or bad, but those are actual dreams people have had, and it's fascinating. And I, I love to interpret people's dreams because it's like a puzzle. And then when you get to the puzzle, scene by scene, you dilute it down to a single sentence, and you have the interpretation of what sometimes might see a a nonsense dream, a dream that didn't make any sense. There you were running down uh, in front of a locomotive with a wheelbarrow in hand, uh, running down railroad tracks, and then off in the distance you could see mountains, and you knew you had to push this this uh, uh, wheelbarrow over that over that mountain. And you wake up from that, and you go like, "Oh God, what does that mean?" Well, you're on track. You're pushing something down the track. That wheelbarrow represents whatever's in the wheelbarrow is really important. The train's behind you. That means that you have power or energy to push you forward. And the mountains in the distance aren't a hardship. That's success because you're going up to the mountaintop. You see how the, the perspective, breaking it down into scenes, taking a look at the action, and then concluding what they um, represent together, you can get a fairly good uh, interpretation. And when that dream actually was uh, was given to me, it was a man who was uh, starting a business. And so he was laboriously pushing things in the wheelbarrow, meaning the responsibility and the startup uh, of his business. But it was forecasting that it's going to be hard. He's on track. He's going to get a lot of push from behind, but he ultimately will make it up to the high mountain and be very successful. True story. Uh- all right. Wow. That's it's very nuanced and very layered. I mean, it's more than as you say, it's more than just about symbols. It's about action. It's about uh, it's about color. It's about movement. It's about the pace. Yes, there are symbols involved, too. What about and someone mentioned this on the uh, the YouTube live chat. And if you do have a question, if you have a dream you'd like interpreted and you're in the YouTube live chat, just in, in just summarize it in, as as much as you can briefly as you can, and then Ryan will relay that to me, and I'll relay it to Douglas. So, uh, somebody mentioned flying, and I uh, I haven't had one of these dreams in a while, but I used to dream constantly about being pursued, and knew I knew I had the ability to fly, but I couldn't quite lift off the ground. I would I would kind of be just kind of skipping over the hedges, and then I would be back down on the ground, and I'd try to run and jump up again, and I'd be up and up for a while, and then I would come back down. What does that mean? Okay. Short answer? Fear of success. Sure. Fear of success. Wow. Fear of success. That's a very common dream. When you're flying, depending on how high you go, of course, you're flying high, you're, you're being successful. But because you couldn't get off the ground and you were just hedge hopping, you know, you were, you were right. flying, uh, 
I've had uh, this dream has come up many times, so I know that the short answer to that one is fearless success. Otherwise, you would have you would have took off. You would have you know been successful, and that because that's in the past, that would be you seeing these hedgerows or bushes as being somewhat obstructions in your way, but you're able to hop over them. You know, you did get over them, so you were overcoming the obstructions or difficulties. And ultimately, uh, again, the dreams are all forecasting your career. Back then, you weren't flying high, you weren't a celebrity, and you haven't had all the television and radio experiences like you've had in your coast-to-coast celebrity ship and things like that. And whatever was holding you back, you overcome. But that's what you were jumping over and you're going along. And I suspect, because I sometimes see people, sorry, I sometimes see people's dreams as well as they're having them or describing them to me. And so I could see like the the hedgerows weren't that high, but the field was all green, right? The ground was green. Do you remember? I'm trying to remember. Um, okay. Yes. Okay. All right. I know. Yeah. Okay. So what that means is green fields, green grass is good karma, benefit or reward. And so you cannot fail. However, the fear of success uh, is what that symbol condensed down to that little scene usually means. Now, not too many people interpret dreams like I do from a multi level or multi, um, let's say, um, multi-segment uh, and putting them together. It's, it's kind of like people take a say, oh, there, there's a frog. Oh, you're going to kiss a prince. No, <laughs> a frog might be a problem. It might be uh, um, an issue with, uh, uh, with something's coming up or, or somebody, especially if the frog makes that croaking sound, it may be somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to croak. But I need to know more, the action, what happened around the frog, what your perspective was. Context, you right. Up in the air, were you walking on the ground to get a proper interpretation? All right. Now, when we dream, are we, are we leaving, our, is our soul body leaving our body? Are we astral traveling? How do we, I mean, how do we know? How do we determine whether we're having that type of dream when we're leaving our body? Okay, you come to my workshop on Saturday the 10th, and I'll tell you all about those different things that you're referring to. Uh, An out-of-body experience, a a soul-traveling experience, is uh, like you're a disembodied um, um, mind. It's like you're looking through your eyes and you're moving forward. You know when you're in a car and you're looking out the front of the car and, and things are going by? You don't see the inside of the car or even yourself. Your vision is focused forward. That might be a out-of-body experience or, um, as, as that used to be, a, an astral traveling dream. But, again, what was going on? If you're going through real-life things, like, you know, you're in the schoolyard, you went to the shopping mall, you were going down the highway, this would be you looking ahead at what's going to happen in your life, in real life. If it was, it was strange places, trees that look like flames, and you might be going to different round things that might look like planets, this could be an astral traveling thing where you've actually left your body behind. And the key to understanding that is how you woke up. Did you wake up uh-huh. with a bang 
you know, a jerk. And right, you have right. And on your forehead. That's an out-of-body experience or an astral traveling experience, put it that way. And that's how you tell the difference is how you woke up. Uh, but again, moving through time and space, you can see yourself in the future. I once had a, a vision dream. I was all in shimmering yellow, and there were some other people with me. And we were in a room, and there in front of us at a, a dresser was the great Edgar Casey. And he turned around and he, he looked right at me, and I said to him, and I knew it was 200 years in the future. I don't know how I knew that, but I did. And I said to him in a surprised tone, you can see us, because there were a couple other people with me. And then I woke up. So in that situation, I was in some sort of shimmering body. I was ahead of uh, going ahead in time 200 years. And Edgar Casey right away turned around and could see us. Now, it's been uh, predicted that he'll come back at some time in the future, and so perhaps that will be 200 years from now. But that was a once-in-a-lifetime kind of experience in as much as that I met him. We were all shimmering, so we were in our spiritual bodies, and he right away could see us. So if it was another time where I was going ahead in the future, like I have seen... uh, uh, things that are going to happen, and I'll throw this out now, we're going to talk about prophecy, because dreams are prophetic, as I say, the psychic newspapers. I have seen uh, the Canadian Parliament buildings slipping off the hill and going down into the Ottawa River, as if a boat was being launched down the side of the hill. And before that, the water was, you know, you know, when you see raindrops coming from above and you see they hit the ground and there's a, a bounce up of the, the water, like little, like percolating. Right, right. That's what was going on in the river. So I knew that underground there was some sort of earthquake or something taking place to make the water shake like that. And, of course, it was a huge area. There were little boats in there as well, you know, in trouble. But the building slipped down the hill, not all the way more like half the way. That but couldn't that be a metaphor, Douglas? Couldn't that be a meta, like a symbol that Parliament is in trouble or democracy is in trouble? Or is it, how do you know to take it literally or figuratively? That's a, that's a very good question. Because it was a sequence of events. The water was percolating. The boats were in the water. And then all of a sudden, just like if it was an aircraft carrier, it dipped down and slid down a hill en masse. All right, Douglas, sorry, pardon the interruption, Douglas. I've got to take a break here. We'll come back and we'll get back to that vision of the parliament buildings slipping, sliding, launching into the Ottawa River. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, my guest, douglasjamescottrell.com. Check out the details on his upcoming webinar on interpreting dreams, July 10th. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. PIN numbers, passcodes, social insurance numbers. If they make you wonder how private they are, here's two more numbers. 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. Welcome back. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, one of those rare individuals like Edgar Casey, Paul Solomon, Ross Peterson, who found a way to access an uh, energetic merge point at which all consciousness and knowledge is shared. And uh, the website is Douglas James Cottrell, 
www.douglasjamescottrell.com, uh, douglasjamescottrell.com, and The Secrets to Dream Interpretation happening July 10th. You can go to douglasjamescottrell.com to register. So you were talking about this dream you had of the, the, the federal parliament building sliding off of Parliament Hill and into the river. And I asked you, how can you tell if it's metaphoric? Because some might say, yes, well, uh, our democracy is in jeopardy right now. Um, our oh, freedoms yeah. are in, in at, but you're saying that this was literal based on the context, I guess. Right. It's the, the sky was dark. The water was uh, bubbling up, you know, with uh, percolating. There were ships in the, in the water that were in trouble. They were obviously going to go under because of the, the way the water was behaving. And then from my position, which was sort of floating back sufficiently enough to see the entire view of the parliament buildings and to see it go into the water, I was on um, the side, in the, the uh, Ontario side versus the Quebec side. I wasn't in Hull. And so uh, all those things were real, and I don't, I don't have any concern about the Parliament buildings. I don't have any ill feelings about the Canadian government. I don't have any wishful destruction. So there was no bias that way as far as my emotional state was. But it was an observation, and it didn't last too long. It was just a, um, a, a moment, shall we say, to see those scenes. But the idea was it was real, it was intense, and it was vivid. So this was actually seeing something that was going to take place. If it was more symbolic, there might have been some, you know, the, the building could have rolled over, or it, uh, uh, it would have done something, uh, there would have been some cartoonish um, um, quality to it. Right, because right. So do you have a timeline? I mean, when, when you get a vision like that, that the, the parliament buildings are literally going to slide into the Ottawa River, does that come with a with a, uh, a time stamp on it? Well, that, I didn't see it other than I knew it was going to be an earthquake that started the whole thing. Because, the, uh, you know, the water was percolating, and it only happens when earthquake or, or below the water. Um, well, yeah, I'll give you that answer in a second. I could see the, the water was behaving in such a way because it was percolating or the waves were popping straight up that I knew this was subterranean and there was some earthquake taking place. There is an earthquake that goes along the Great Lakes from Toronto all the way up to Ottawa. A fault line, it yes. A, it is on a fault line. So that's another clue that this is, uh, you know, real. Uh, now, the distance away from it is how I time things. Okay, so I was at a distance away, I don't know, a kilometer or less. So I would say this is going to be a few years. When you are right, right up close and personal to somebody, uh, like they're right in your face, the event that's going on, provided it's a real prophetic event, is going to happen shortly. If you're back across the room or across the street, then there's going to be some time. But uh, to answer your question, it was a good point is that I was at a distance looking at this. So this could happen within the next five or ten years. It wasn't too far away, but it was far enough away for me to see all these things. I was floating above the water. So I was close, but not too close. So I'm going to say anywhere between two and five or ten years. That's all right. It's just, that's, just, I, that's just a deductive thing. But it's going okay. to happen for sure. I've all been right. in the White House, too. Uh, you have talked about the White House ago. being underwater or being, uh, yeah, uh, yes, underwater, underwater. yes, a number of times. Yeah, it was, um, it was flooded. It was inundated with water, and there were, the, the toilets were all backed up. There were, it had been vacated. 
Uh, there were no paintings or furniture in the building, and the poor people were inside the building milling around, and I was going along the side of the wall with my hand going like, wow, I'm in the White House. <laughs> but I could see the front uh, veranda on the, on the second floor, which was where my perspective was inside. So I don't know when that's going to happen. And I wondered, could that possibly happen? And then I looked at a map, and I see, gee, there's this big waterway that comes right up towards the White House, the Potomac right. River. The Potomac River, so, that's right. Yeah. So I've seen that. And, um, again, the trouble with future... Uh, psychic news, if the psychic newspapers is that uh, you see things they happen right away, or then they don't happen for a long time. They're, you know, there's going to be trouble with uh, with the president and the vice president. People don't like them, and there's going to be some really bad stuff there. I'm not going to say what it is, uh, but several other people have had the same dream, and it would behoove the president and the vice president to have extra security. Let me tell you. So, having seen things doesn't mean you necessarily have to say things or get worried about them. It's kind of like psychic newspapers. You read the headline and you write it down. Now, people are interested in Bitcoin and they're interested in gold. I'm going to make a prediction tonight that gold is going to go to $3,000. Because I've had that in the same way coming to me in a dream. I was buying gold bars for $3 and then it was $30. And so I woke up and I, well, you can't buy gold for $3 or $30, but it was showing me it's going from a lesser number to a bigger number, and of course, $3,000 is the number. So I predicted on your show that gold was going to go to, way back in the day, 900 when you were at, yes. what was it, CFRB or whatever? Yes, it went to, yes. It did go up to 900. I said it was going to go up to 2,000, anywhere between 18 and 2, and it's done that. And my next prediction is... Uh, up to 3,000. For those people who are out there saying, well, smarty pants, if you can see this is happening, why don't you make money and invest in gold and silver? Well, I did. When I was 29, I retired. I had a small fortune. Moved to the country. That was a mistake. <laughs> why so? City boy, why? City boy going to the country? Oh, my God. Ah, all right. You know? From a lifestyle point of view. Uh, can I... Uh get in here with a question from our YouTube live chat. Uh, Kathy uh, writes, it began with several female voices speaking in unison inside my head. Are you ready to receive? Then I was standing in complete darkness and a stairway lit up in bright lights, um, which appeared before me as it was moving towards me. Then I looked down and I was standing on one of the steps. I found myself suspended in space with a circle spinning around me, almost like being inside a tornado. And something came pouring from above onto my head and into my body, almost like, uh, uh, sorry, almost like light energy sparkles filled my body. Sorry, this is, uh, I, I need to scroll down here. Um, well, Almost like energy filled my body. This was the most amazing experience I've ever had. I'd love to hear your interpretation. So again, uh, female voices speaking in unison. Are you ready to receive? Standing in darkness and a stairway lit up in bright lights appeared before me as it was moving towards me. I looked down. I was standing on one of the steps. Found myself suspended in space with a circle spinning around me, almost like being inside a tornado. Something came pouring above my above, onto my head, and into my body, almost like light energy sparkles filled my body. Okay. Short answer is divine 
inspiration, light, healing uh, energy came into this woman. The voice you heard was an angelic voice, or voices, were uh, a chorus of, of, uh, of voices. I see a lot, I see more than one. And so they were asking, are you ready to receive? And then the staircase represents success. And it represents from the lower level to the higher level, or in this case, from one dimension to the next, to the next, to the next. And that's why the lady found herself stepping on the first step, taking the first step, initiating it, also being in agreement with willing to receive this energy from above. And as she said and described it, it came through her and it felt, uh, you know, felt fantastic energy. It was a spiritual healing. It was a spiritual enlightenment. Enlightenment, And this whirlwind or going around you is how spiritual any encompasses you. It comes in a circle. And she was lifted up. So she, this dream is saying she's taken the first step to some sort of spiritual advancement or awareness or awakening. There's more steps to take, but she's being guided from above. So she's obviously accepted the gift of divine healing, divine inspiration, or an awakening, something that is really positive spiritually. Not only did she see it, hear it, she felt it. And that's what a spiritual uh, revelation is all about. All right, Kathy, I hope you found that useful. Uh, Douglas, stay put. We'll take another time out, come back, continue to uh, interpret some dreams on uh, the phone, 416-360-0740, 416-360-0740, toll free from just about anywhere, 866-740-4740. And again, just a reminder, uh, Douglas's workshop uh, where you can learn to interpret dreams happening July the 10th. And you can go to douglasjamescottrell.com to register back with more of our conversation when the uh, Conspiracy Show continues. Don't go away. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. And we are back with Douglas James Cottrell, douglasjamescottrell.com. And uh, Douglas James Cottrell, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L, DouglasJamesCottrell.com. Another dream from our YouTube live chat. And uh, let's see, this one is from Andrew. Andrew Boyle asks, what does a, a white snake mean in a child's dream, Douglas? A white snake in a child's dream. Well, I need to know more to be exact on that, but a white snake uh, might be a spiritual symbol. Um, it might be a, some sort of um, symbol uh, like prosperity, because as we know, you know, when you look at the snakes in antiquity, and also in the Rexall and different, different places, you'll find snake is always associated with healing. Now, it could mean that, that there's some sort of spiritual benefit, it could also mean that it's a, a fear, okay? It's a, uh, a benevolent fear, and it could be a fear of snakes, or it could be a fear of something else, that, like, a, you know, some, like a, a snake in the grass. Depends on where the snake was. Uh, it could represent that there is a, a, a sibling or a friend that uh, the little girl is afraid of. 
But I need right. to know more. I need to know more. But anyway, that's, oh. it, usually it's fear, but in, in this situation it could represent, especially if the child was holding it, it could mean something uh, like a divine good thing rather than a bad thing. Right. Okay. Andrew, hope that is uh, helpful. Uh, GBGN1. GBGN1 asks, I'd like to ask about a, a dream I had. After my grandfather died, we were walking in a field on his farm and I felt peace. It's the only dream I've ever had in black and white. This was in black and white. Interesting. Was he with his uh, grandfather? That- uh, it says, we were walking in a field. On his farm, and I felt peace. Yeah, and let me get that. Felt peace or heat? Peace, P E A C E, peace. He felt at peace, and he oh, and he dreamt it in black and white. Okay, so black and white is a um, outer body. It's a truth, black and white. You know, no no room for whatever um, in between. No for misunderstanding. He's on his father's farm. His father's bought the farm, he's a grandfather, he's dead, and he feels at peace. The peace he was feeling was the grandfather at peace with his death. So that it was to reassure him that it was okay. And to me, it looks like they were walking on some yellow straw or something. It didn't look like grass. But the black and white is, um, the reason we dream in color is we know ourselves more exactly. But this one is to show separation of two dimensions, clear factual and the feeling of being at peace is is the grandfather's at peace with his death or that the the man is being shown to be peaceful don't worry about me again that's that if there was more details i could be more specific but that's a good dream life how do we know how do we know if we're actually being visited uh in real time by relatives who've passed on versus just a an, ordin- an ordinary dream, if I can use that term? Yeah. It's like having an or- ordinary conversation with, with people, and, you know, uh, you never know where the conversation is going to go. But in this state, that's a really good question. Usually, generically, uh, different nationalities, different people, different ages, when your parent passes over and all of a sudden you see them standing at the foot of your bed or beside you in the bed, they're in color, they're in uh, their 30s or 40s, they look vibrant, they're healthy, and usually they're just smiling at you. That's a visitation of mommy or daddy or grandma and grandpa, but usually mom and dad. When people come to your bed, and sometimes people have had this experience, I've had it myself, you look down towards your feet, you are wide awake but you can't move. You're wide awake and you can't move. And that's your wide awake spiritual self separating from that physical body because of that little mechanism we have in the back of our brain that stops us from running around and doing crazy things while we're sleeping, you know, puts the body to sleep while the mind's still active. So you're in between. And in that situation, you're being visited and, and in this case, it was a deity. It was a spiritual being. Uh, it wasn't a relative. On another occasion, uh, you might have a relative come to you and say a few words, like, I always thought you were okay, meaning, you know, some distant relative that you always thought didn't like you now comes 
and and their death hasn't been reported to you yet, they come and they say goodbye in that way, like, I always thought you were okay. And then you hear of their death the next day. Most often, when you get, uh, when you become older through life, you start to lose friends that you used to go to high school with or that they're people you worked with. And more often than not, they'll show up in your dream. Sometimes just like there and gone. Sometimes they'll shimmer, be in a shimmering position or, or, or garments. But usually when they show up like that, then you have a report of their death in the next little while. But they come, it's vivid, you can see them. It's different than a vision where everything's black around them and there's just yourself and another person that's lit up almost like they have spotlights on them and the two of you are having some interaction or two people are having interaction and you're observing it. it that's different than this situation where you're viewing, interacting, communicating with this person either by uh, sight or by a few words. That is a real soul visitation to you. All right, cool. We'll uh, we'll take a quick time out, Douglas, come back, interpret some more dreams. And uh, just a reminder, in the second hour, we will conduct a remote viewing experiment live on the air. And whoever comes closest to ascertaining the, the object, you'll... Uh, receive a free copy of Douglas's book, Secrets of Life, douglasjamescottrell.com to register for his upcoming workshop on dream interpretation on July the 10th. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. The owners of the system are asleep. Now we can play The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. The owners of the system are asleep. Now we can play The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. All right. Welcome back. Douglas James Cottrell. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell stays with us. Um, We're doing some dream interpretation here. Solar Warden's dream, Douglas. uh, This dream, she writes, was one I had on repeat until the age of eight. The same scene in each dream. I'm in a room, but it's not a normal room. The size of either me or the room is distorted, like gravity is not right. And there's a small door I'm always looking at each time in the same spot. I feel a presence, but no one is visibly no one is visible near me. So again, she she has this repeating dream until the age of eight. The same scene in each dream. She's in a room. It's not a normal room. The size of either me or the room is somehow distorted, like gravity's not right. There's a small door I'm always looking at each time. She senses there's a presence, but no one is visible. Okay. Two things come to mind. Uh, it's all black that she's looking at. This could be a, uh, uh, a review, a memory of being incarcerated in a castle somewhere in a previous lifetime. Okay. Interesting. All right. So she's seeing this. She can't get out. Things aren't right. It's all dark. And the the way I have it, it's kind of like a little bit of a curvy room, like going down. That's what makes me think it's a castle. And then the next is the uh, memory of being in a womb before she was born. 
right. My, it's my apologies. I think I missed that was my mistake. Solar Warden is not a, a she. It's a he. Uh, Solar Warden. I, I apologize. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I don't know if that changes anything, but irrespective of the gender, doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, uh, this is it from a spiritual perspective, either a memory of being incarcerated in a castle or some small, you know, um, catacomb or, or, uh, or, or cell, you know. And then the second is uh, the view uh, of being in the womb prior to being born. The doorway representing the birth canal. Uh, Gravity is not right because you're in the womb, you're moving all around, you know, you're upside down, kind of thing. And the door was always in the same place. So while the fetus would be moving around in the womb, the exit was always in the same place. And this could have been some sort of fear of, I got to go through that little door? Oh my God. Because birthing is extremely traumatic for uh, humans. For most of us, or half of us, or some of us, it's easy. But for a lot of people, it's a pretty hard journey going through the uh, birth canal. And this could be a, a memory. And, and it faded away at the age of eight, because somewhere between seven and eight years of age, we forget our previous lifetimes, uh, what it was like in the pre-existence, where our soul was coming down to select our mummy and the family we were in, because we, you join the family by choice. It's, it's not random not willy-nilly, you, your soul, chose where you are right now, who you are, that is, to come into that family. So you can't blame mommy and daddy and say, I didn't ask to be born, it's all your fault. <laughs> no, it doesn't work, my friends. You chose it. So but up until that point, seven or eight years of age, that's when the memory of previous lifetimes, previous experiences, previous dimensions or locations where your soul was, fades away. It's kind of like, you know, you get sealed in the body. We've heard that this, there's seven seals that hold us in the body. That's what happens. So for this person, this man, it's either the memory of a, of a previous lifetime where he was incarcerated and couldn't get out, uh, or it's, uh, it's a memory of being in the birth canal or about to be born. And a All right, Solar Warden. No. A fear of being born. Right. Yeah. All right, Solar Warden. I hope you found that useful. Uh, now, I think someone else on the YouTube live chat uh, alluded to this. They're kind of scrolling past me, so I don't pick them all up. But uh, it reminded me, I've had dreams uh, going back to my old childhood home. And it's still there. My mother's still there. So I visit, you know, as often as I can. But I'll have a dream of being in that house. It was a small bungalow. and uh, But I'll discover a new room in that house, a hidden room. Another part of the house, that, and it's got furniture, and it's like, well, like maybe even another staircase. And uh, I've always been curious about it, and I've had that dream a number of times. What, what does that mean? Rediscovering or finding hidden rooms in a, in a house. Okay. The uh, dwelling is your state of mind. When you go back to your family, uh, back to your family's uh, home, that's your stabilizing, that's your personality, that's your basic character. So you're going back home again, and as you go home, you see the changes that have occurred. Those are the changes that have occurred to you in your mind, in your, your mental state, who you are, you're evolving. And you're finding these new places or these new items, these new things, because, of course, when you were younger, 
your home was a snapshot. That's how it was. But now as you've gone through life, you've learned more, you have different personality, you've found different things out about yourself. And that's why the new the uh, room, that's why the furniture is there because you're embellishing, you're filling up your mind with new things. And when you find this whole new room, that's a whole new consciousness of discovery about yourself. You found out something new about yourself. Ah, interesting. Uh, interesting. Okay. Quickly, um, the living room is different than the dining room and the kitchen and the bathroom, the upstairs and downstairs. They're all different and they have different meanings, but it all refers to your state of mind, which, again, we're going to talk about at the webinar on Saturday. Very important all right. to, as to the dwellings that you find yourself in. Okay, they all have a specific meaning. D silver, that was uh, the question that was very similar to mine. I hope uh, D silver found that uh, helpful. Uh, I Keros. I Keros has a strange dream. A couple of nights ago, I Keros had a dream, just randomly appeared on Fairview Street in Burlington, and there was a lot of people walking on the sidewalk, more than you would see in that area, realistically, for some reason. I was dressed in a Japanese schoolgirl uniform and felt like I was being publicly humiliated on the streets. That's all I remember. Okay. Uh, could actually be taking place. This is the psychic newspapers where there's going to be some um, people humiliated because of their race in Hamilton on Burlington Street. I guess that was Hamilton. And that could um, be. No, Fair, Fairview Street in Burlington. Okay, in Burlington. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm trying to put my mind where that is, um, the location, because I, I know where Burlington Street is. But we take it as a position that you're now the dreamer putting yourself into the spectrum of those people, that those Oriental people are dressed in that, that outfit. It could be also a past life remembrance that you were in a previous lifetime, that same nationality. But again, because we only have a little smidget of this dream, I think this is a real event where she's going to, um, she's witnessed some um, uh, prejudice that people are going to go through in that area specifically. All right, interesting. Uh, I hope you uh, found that useful, Icaros. Um, now, someone also wants to know when you're going to host another Mastering Your Intuition workshop. Well... Uh, it's not in the, in the cards just yet, and I may do this. On, uh, we're, we're giving this dream webinar a tryout here on the 10th, and then um, uh, uh, many people who come from different parts of the world have asked me this. And matter of fact, there's been like a little a cosmic push. So that could happen, you know, any time before now and the end of the summer. But I, I have no real plans to do it, but and more than likely will be online rather than um, like we were, we, like we were in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, Tech. or in Hamilton. Right. All right. So just keep checking the website. I guess that's the best yeah. thing. Yeah. Keep going yeah. to douglasjamescottrell dot com. All right. Uh, now let's see. What do we have here? We have about a minute, uh, two minutes here. Um, let me just repeat then, the uh, because we're going to break here for the top of the hour. And uh, when we come back, 
We'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, some maybe some more of your visions for the future, Douglas, and then we'll uh, we'll do that remote viewing experiment. So again, grab a a notepad, pen, paper, a nice quiet part of the house, maybe a small lamp, so you can turn that on without disturbing anyone else, and and uh, uh, settle in. We'll um, we'll try and ascertain. Uh, what this object is that Douglas will have presumably on his desk in in London, but it'll be hidden from view. And um, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed if you can uh, get your your thinking mind out of the way and just see the object. And Douglas will will walk us walk us through the uh, the protocols, if you will. All right, Douglas James Cottrell stays with us into the second hour. Hope you'll do the same. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. From Toronto, Canada, Earth, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home. Long haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' well-appointed basement with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker. Your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate in your cabin in the woods. Canada's Edgar Casey, the man with x-ray eyes. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell is here. A little later this hour, we'll conduct another in a series of remote viewing experiments. So grab a notepad, a pen, or a pencil. Uh, get on up to strangeplanet.ca, my website, strangeplanet.ca. There's a special happening right now in the Strange Planet shop. And you'll see the information right at the top of the page. Merchandise 10% off until Monday night, July the 5th. And if you use the code word heatwave, You'll uh, you'll also see uh, you'll, oh you'll get ten percent off. Uh, use the code word heatwave ten percent off all purchases in the Strange Planet shop. T-shirts and uh, uh, boy, what else is there? Mugs, lots of stuff. Uh, you'll also see in the shop that I've published a couple of children's books. They're uh, illustrated by my great my artist friend Rick Forgus down in Arizona. Now these books. Uh, I actually wrote them many, many years ago. They're dedicated to my my two boys. Uh, they're really poems in book form. And they were written 14 years ago in the days after we, we brought our boys home from the hospital. Uh, and I, I finally put them down in book form last year. And uh, Rick did the illustrations. And uh, the ebook is uh, for both of these is now available in the Strange Planet shop. So go to strangeplanet.ca for more information. And uh, just a reminder, we are live streaming tonight on my YouTube channel, Strange Planet. If you haven't watched a live stream before, it might be fun to do so tonight. We have Douglas Cottrell on uh, the webcam. I'm on the webcam, of course. He's in London, Ontario. I'm in my home studio in old Thornhill Village. And um, might be interesting when we're we're doing this remote viewing experiment to uh, to check us out on the YouTube live stream. And don't forget to hit the red subscribe button. Again, the YouTube channel is Strange Planet. Doctor Douglas James Cottrell, best known as a trans clairvoyant, spiritual healer, teacher, publisher, or sorry, published author, uh, who demonstrates many abilities studied by noetic sciences or the study of consciousness, including clairvoyance, telepathy, energy healing, remote viewing, prediction and prophecy, and one of a select few able to demonstrate all of these abilities and even fewer 
who are considered a reliable information source. He teaches people the world over about spiritual development through the practice of meditation and the application of spiritual principles in daily life. His long list of uh, published works include Secrets of Life. You could win a copy tonight during our remote viewing uh, experiment. The Complete New Age Health Guide, The New Earth, A Prophetic View of Our Future, Gems of Wisdom, and Conversations with the Akashic Field. Uh, Do dreams come in part from the Akashic Field, Douglas? Douglas, I don't know if you can hear me. So uh, when the Akashic Field which is uh, this embodiment of all knowledge, you specifically go there uh, to get information. Uh, To the audience and yourself, have you ever had a dream where you woke up in the morning and you had the answer to a question in life? Have you heard the cliche about, I have to make a decision, but I think I'll sleep on it first? Right, right. Because when you have that interest, your mind, you know, you, you have to have a, a make a decision. You've got to get information. And so what does your mind do? It goes to, let's say you have a problem with to fix your car. So it goes to that place out there in the Akashic where all the mechanics are hanging out, and you kind of have a conversation. I'm making this up, well, making light of it. You have a conversation with expert mechanics who tell you, oh, I've had that problem. It's one of the spark plugs that's not working. The other seven are okay, but the previous mechanic couldn't get that eighth one out, so he left it in, and that's why the, the, the engine's running rough. You wake up in the morning, and how did you know that one of the spark plugs needs to be replaced, and that's why the engine's running rough? You go to the, a new mechanic, and you say, I have a bum spark plug, and he says, yes, that's amazing. How did you know that? Well, it's uh, even... If, you want, if you're going to court and you want to know how it's going to turn out, how the judge is going to find for you or against you or something like that, you can go to this place where that information is available. It's free. There's no conditions. And whether you accept it or not, that's up to you. If you don't take it, nobody's going to get angry with you. If you do something with it and it benefits you, nobody's going to come knocking and look for some compensation. It's a place of knowledge. And so uh, to go to the Akashic field when you have, again, real-life situation to make a decision, you need to find something out. I once uh, wanted to know where my sunglasses were. I was at Ross Fierson's place in Michigan, and, and uh, I didn't know where my sunglasses were. The next day I woke up, and I knew exactly where they were on the road. I had put them on top of the car. We drove away, and they fell on the road. I didn't remember that the day before. But as soon as I woke up in the morning, I knew it. And so that knowledge is available upon waking. And I am guarantee you've had experiences like that, and everybody else out there has had that experience. And we usually go like, hmm, isn't that interesting? Wow, is that ever strange? But <laughs> the mechanics behind that are that you can go out to these places, this, this, all, this knowledge, this place of knowledge, and you can bring back inventions solutions to your problems have with confidence the ability to make a decision it's going to be successful and how do you help that process along do you need to make an uh, an intention do you write the question down before you go to sleep how do you prepare uh, for that yeah in the seminar on saturday not to be too commercial on it we're going to discuss dream incubation 
dream incubation, which is how you come to that, where you, you ask the question in a certain way that allows you to uh, come to a conclusion. I'll, I'll use this for instance. Uh, am I going to get a job at, uh, let's say, um, XYZ company? And when I talk to people about that, I say, okay, it's a complicated situation. It's really important. You know, you need this employment. So here's what we're going to ask in the dream incubation. This is basic first step. You see yourself in a building somewhere, or you see yourself outside of the building, out on the sidewalk or the road. There is your answer. Yes, you get the job so you're inside. No, you're not going to get the job so you're outside. And that's how you don't clutter up the mind and you get a, a specific answer. And one of the answers might be, oh, you see yourself playing in a park. You know, you're, you're on the swing, you're walking along, and you wake up in the morning and go like, well, I'm not in a building, so I guess I'm not going to get the job there. Okay? Because you're dealing That's, with your emotions, and your right. emotions can be, I want that job. I've got to have that job. So I'm going to dream that I'm going to be in the place. But if you take that back and you say, okay, it's either or, this is how you learn how to dream, uh, how to incubate a dream. You can do the same on commodities, asking what the price of gold's going to be, up or down or specifically, and sometimes it will give you a specific increase or decrease in a commodity. It's happened to me. But you have to be interested in those areas or fields. You know, you have to be interested in commodities or stocks. You can't just all of a sudden, although you can, I mean, never say never. I had a couple come to me and they said, I had a dream about this stock, and it went from $0.02 to $20. What should we do about it? I said, do you own it? They said, yes. I said, well, put the order in to sell it at $20. They did. The broker laughed his head off, they told me later. But one time when nobody expected it, the stock went right up to $20 and came right back down. Had they not had their order in a long time before, so it was in the queue, they would have missed the move. Nobody in the world knew that, that it was going to go up and down like that, but they had a dream telling them. So that was a random, rare moment, but just pay attention. I know a friend of mine had some dreams about Bitcoin recently and even had a dream where it was telling him to move on Bitcoin, but it was also telling him he was going to miss the move because he was having the dream while he was sleeping and getting the information, and it was happening while he was sleeping, getting the information in his dream. So it happened, but he missed the move because he was sleeping. Right, wow. right. That's something, eh? So I'll say. There's nothing you can do at that point. What, can, you get, can you ask for numbers, lottery numbers, from the, yep. from the Akashic field? Yep, you can. How does that work? Well, how many lotteries are there out there? This is the problem. Right. In, in Ontario, there is like four lotteries every week. And, you know, Lotto Max, 649, Ontario 49, Lotto, and then they have all these other peripheral, you know, cards and things like that. Right, So you right. can ask for numbers, and people have gotten numbers. My family has gotten numbers. I've gotten numbers. I play the same numbers every week and because they came to me in a dream. And so you go, okay, timing is everything. So I play all four lotteries, not just one, okay, because the numbers could be for one or of the others. And I've had people do that. They bet the house on the one lottery. They thought it was for sure, and uh, they didn't win. 
but the numbers came up on the next lottery or a, a system. But how do you how do you ask for the numbers to come to you? Just pray. Say, uh, you know, I, uh, you have to be specific. And again, we'll do this more on on the weekend. But you say, I'd like to. Uh, I used to do this. This, you know, wake up, Douglas. I used to pray to win money in the lottery. Okay, I like to win the lottery. I like to win the lottery. And I wasn't doing much. I, I was getting free tickets. I was getting a couple of dollars. And then after a few months, I realized I was winning the lottery every week. I was getting a free ticket or a couple of bucks. So then I changed the prayer to saying, may I please win first prize in the lottery? <laughs> the sooner the better. Can you see the humor and, in that? Yeah, yes. Yeah, you need to be specific, in other words. But if, if if you ask for, you know, to receive the numbers, will they actually will they will they just come to you? Um, and then how do you remember those numbers while you're asleep? Well, again, uh, on the weekend we're going to uh, we're going to uh, validate that you dream four dreams every night, scientifically researched. And we're going to talk about how to actually get them written down or how you record them somehow, the process that you go through so you don't, like, uh, get instant amnesia, which happens to most of us. You, know, you wake up in the morning and say, wow, that was a great dream. What the heck was I dreaming about? I remember a buffalo, but that's all I remember. So that takes a little practice. But uh, to pray, play for the numbers is remember, God gives you everything. The lottery is not God. And so you shouldn't depend on the lottery, and you shouldn't have a lottery mentality, meaning that you know you're, when you get the money, you're going to do things, take the kids to Disneyland and stuff. Throw that out of your head. The lottery is like a bonus. You have to be uh, expectant. You should do good works and be a good person, but you should see it as, yeah, it's $70 million. I'll put my $5 down. One line, one ticket. Not multiple, you, know, you don't bet against yourself. That's how you do it. There was a man I uh, gave numbers to a long time ago, and I told him to play these numbers, and the pot was going to be $10 million. He did, and on the time the pot came up to $10 million, he decided to play quick pick, and his numbers came up that night. On another occasion, he was a little tardy about going back to town. It was a, it was a long drive back, and he said, oh, I'll just get, I'll get the tickets next week. That night, his numbers came up. So there's a there's kind of like a a cosmic uh, balance. But if you make a commitment, buy the numbers, play the numbers, don't get lazy because you never know when they're going to come up. But your dreams will tell you. I know people that have had dreams saying you're going to win the lottery, or your wife's going to win the lottery, or your papa's going to win the lottery, something like that, and it happens. Now. It's not a guaranteed thing when you start to get out there into the world of lotteries and mines and numbers, and it's not just one lottery, there's many. It's like knowing the, the uh, stock price or the future price of something, your mind will focus into it, but your emotions should be no expectation, calm, peaceful. If you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. You don't care, there's always next time. If you can get to that point of neutrality, you have a better chance. But again, I don't want to sound like I'm contradicting myself. The dreams can be specific. 
and they can tell you where to buy the ticket, what lottery to buy, and how much you're going to win. And I know people that that's happened to. All right. Um, we have time for maybe one uh, vision from you. And then I want to start start setting up this uh, remote viewing experiment. Um, but let me just ask you, have you had any visions recently regarding outcomes for this pandemic? When will things finally, if ever, get back to normal, let's say in Canada? Well, I'm, I'm sorry to say it's not going to be soon. We have some other things coming up, but we're, we're on the back side of it. Okay, and uh, uh, I know some people don't like me to say this, but I've had my two vaccinations. I'm feeling fantastic, and all my children have as well. So whatever's right for you and what you feel intuitively about it is how I suggest people do that. But uh, there's another wave coming, and I'm not sure if it's just going to be in the south uh, and southwest, meaning Texas and, and uh, that Florida over to, you know, that, that part of uh, Arizona, or if it's going to come up our way as well. But there's another wave coming. It's going to cause problems with... Uh, uh, food distribution. Uh, that's one of my predictions. Uh, China is going to hold back. They're going to stop, uh, start um, not supplying us so much. They're going to be pretty stingy. They're going to try to teach the West a lesson because we're so dependent on China. Uh, they're going to use that against us. And also this, um, you know, this uh, cyber attacks. Uh, I remember, I think it was on your show, I predicted that there was a a wall of glass with Oriental people on one side and a wall of glass with Americans on one on the other side, and they were beating, uh, typing at computers, and then the other side were typing at computers, and then the other side. I was actually looking at this cyber attack that was happening. And I'm, I'm sure I did, I, I did something show two or three years ago. That's going to continue. We're not out of, the, out of the hot water yet with that one, and I think that's going to influence the economic situation, and as I've said before many times on your show and my own, you know, stock up, have six or eight months worth of food supply, and now I'm suggesting you have T-shirts and clothes. I think we're going to be in short supply of T-shirts because of this weather. Interesting. Stock up on T-shirts. Okay. And another, um, when you say a cyber attack, are we talking about one that that, that happened a, a couple months ago on that pipeline? Are we talking about cyber attacks on infrastructure, specific targets in the U.S. or Canada? Yeah, that's going on already. Uh, the U.S. has not fixed the problem, no matter what they say. But we're now coming down a level so that little businesses are being uh, are being um, jeopardized. You know, they, they go to order things and their order their inventory is canceled, or there's mischief in there. This is. This is not for compensation. This is for a revenge, and just because there are uh, people out there who want to cause mischief. But that's we're going to see a lot of confusion that way. There's going to be short supply of veggies, or a short supply of, of uh, getting the veggies to markets, and a short uh, supply of the varieties of veggies. Has there, have anybody noticed out there that everybody's sort of got a garden in their backyard now? Everybody. Yes. Yes, lots That's of people because, gardening. We do. We've got our veg garden going, but we do every year. Yeah, well, now it's kind of like everybody's getting into the act. Why? Well, on the race mine or the psychic mine, 
we're all tuning in that there's going to be shortages. That's why we're going into these, you know, growing potatoes in bags or buckets and getting back into things. I got the, I got about 12 tomato plants out there uh, and some potatoes in the ground as an experiment because I feel the urge to do so. I'm going to buy some canned goods as well. But everybody, if you just look around, everybody's doing the same thing. When you see people in different locations that, that are that are strange to one another, I mean, they're not friends or know each other, and they're doing the same thing, that means that intuitively or in the subconscious mind or the race mind, we know something, and we're intuitively just reacting to it, like stocking up and growing things. But we're going to have trouble, and uh, the heat wave, which you know we've talked about in your show about the oceans were heating up. I think I was one of the first ones. That might have been back in Toronto at, at uh, CFRB where we were talking, and I challenged uh, Dr. Suzuki to have a look at the inside of the planet. The, our Earth's core was turning at a different rate than the crust, and that the oceans were going to go up not one, not two, not three, but four degrees Celsius, which is happening. But, of course, when I was saying those things, uh, there weren't a lot of people coming banging on my door and saying, you know, oh my God! How, you know, what else did you see? It, there's, you say things, you see things, and basically, you know, that's all I do is I see things. I have a tendency to be pretty accurate. Not everything happens. Sometimes they don't happen. Sometimes they happen years later. But the idea is you can see these things. This is what's going to happen now. We're going to look for Vesuvius and uh, Etna. When you see those two places in Italy, those volcanoes going off at the same time, for the next four years we're going to be in great difficulty. All right, Douglas, we are uh, approaching a break here. So when we come back, we're going to uh, head on into our remote viewing experiment. You have an object Mm -hmm. that will be um, hidden from view, from your webcam, obviously. We don't want to see it on the webcam either. And uh, then you'll walk us through sort of the protocols. People, get your notepads ready, your pens and pencils get to a quiet place. Douglas will walk us through the best way to, uh, you know, focus our intention on this object. And uh, we'll do the reveal, obviously, before the end of the show. We'll we'll uh, post a, uh, a picture on my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett. And um, you can call in 416-360-0740-866-740-4740. You can uh, offer up a um, your insights on the YouTube live chat as well. All right, back with more of The Conspiracy Show and our remote viewing experiments. Stay with us. In a democracy, we elect officials so we can sleep at night. So why are you up? 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. All right, back with Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, douglasjamescottrell.com. You can register for his dream interpretation webinar happening July 10th. That's next Saturday. Douglas James Cottrell, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L.com. All right, a remote viewing experiment. So, Douglas, you have an object. It's on your desk somewhere, I guess, where you're sitting. I do. All right. Now, let's uh, just walk us through. Off camera. Yes, off camera. Okay, so just walk us through sort of the protocols here. 
Okay, not to try too hard. Uh, whatever comes to your mind, you go with that. When you're atten- you, you, you follow your attention. Your attention knows, and and it's like maybe looking at something like a developing picture. It's a little foggy, and it becomes clear. Now, this is really difficult to do. We've done this many times, and Richard has had some astounding uh, views of the object. And the last time we did this on Coast to Coast, Richard was looking at my lamp, uh, the one I have here actually, but it's out of the way now. And it was a dome shape with lights on it, and he he saw it as a, a specific shape, and I was looking at the item underneath it that I wanted him to see. And he saw what he saw, and he was adamant. He kept going back to the same shape. So you you go with what you see no matter what, even if you've got a fellow like me saying, no, no, <laughs> that's not it. And then when I stood up and I realized there is exactly what you were looking from an overview, and you may see that, my friends, from an overview. You may be right up close and personal, and so you're seeing it, but you can't make it out because it's too close. That's fantastic that you're seeing it. Never mind. Learning how to, to pull yourself back to have a greater view of it is something that you do at practice. So I have an object here. Uh, it's bigger than my hands. I, I, I try to give you some hints without telling you what it is because your conscious mind is going like this, trying to figure it out. It is not something that's normally on my desk. It's not like uh, my mouth, whoops, my mouse or my pen or anything like that. Okay, so this is an object. It's a common object. It has a couple of colors and it has a distinctive shape. If you can see the colors or if you can see the shape and you can see it up close and you can make it out, that's fantastic. If you see only one of those things, that's a hit. And Richard, on that coast-to-coast show, he was describing this object, which turned out to be an airplane with propellers, a model one, on a stand. And if you ever listen to that show, you can hear Richard going over the object, picking up little pieces of of shapes or colors, and then eventually, ta-da, he says it's an airplane. But he didn't see it all at once, so don't be, um, don't be too concerned. Don't be too frustrated. The idea is to see a little bit, and allow the image to come into focus. Okay, so I'm going to look at it, and I'm just going to turn it a bit so that it's just a distinctive shape. It's bigger than my two hands, but it's bigger not, than your two hands. Okay. Yeah, I put two hands together like this. Okay, like my cupped hands. So now you have an idea. It's not a paper clip. (laughs) It's nothing like that. Okay, it's distinctive. And it's got one or two colors. Okay, so I want you to close your mind, uh, close your eyes rather. I want you to come here to my house on my desk. And I want you to look at this item. I've got the lights on so it's easy to see. It's right on the corner of my desk. My desk has a white bottom of it. I'm going to tell you that. I never told people that before, and they could actually see the color of the desk. When I'm using it, I'm going to move my 
keypad out of the way here. So we now have just a plain bottom here. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just going to start giving you some impressions. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing something cylindrical, uh, taller than it is wide. Very good. Um, I'm also, I'm seeing kind of a blue and white. Blue and white are the colors that I'm seeing. The blue and the white kind of gradually kind of come together, almost as if it's the colors are dissolving into one another or fading into one I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, you, you might be looking at my computer screen. I, I do that a lot. I'm always seeing something on your computer. Okay, so I'm off the mark there with the color. So. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're got the, you, you've got a image that is pretty close. You're looking behind it, and you're seeing the blue and the white of my Mac, I think. Okay, so. Okay. Um, but, I, yeah, I'm still seeing the... Go with the shape and, and what to keep going, because you're close. All right. Yeah, it's... It's kind of organic looking. It's kind of organic. Uh, it's in other words, I don't know, rounded edges. It's not. It's not like square, or or right angles. Almost like. They're close. I don't know, like a carving. Um. <clears throat> maybe not so cylindrical. Maybe a little more round. Maybe. Yeah, allow it to develop. Talk it through. Yeah. Um, you're, you're, now I'm now I'm seeing kind of a, a beige or uh, not beige, uh, light brown. It could be wooden. Could be made out of wood. Uh, for some reason, I'm almost seeing like a something that looks like. It's representing a piece of fruit, like an apple or a pear. Uh, no, but uh, you got the shape. Uh, the shape's there, but uh, okay. When you go back, you said it was cylindrical. It was taller than it was wide. Right. Okay. Yeah. Go back to that point. All right. So it's cylindrical, taller than it is wide. Um, yeah, I'm not, what happens if, when you, uh, you're doing well, Let me tell yeah. you. that's part mm -hmm. of the process is to be encouraging because you, you, you need the, the subconscious wants to satisfy, it wants to be, the ego wants to be right. And so that's why I'm encouraging you and also the listeners out there, if they're looking at it without giving it away, I mean, we're. This isn't like have a little box where there's something inside and it's all black and you can't see. This is in plain sight, and you are immediately picking up on some important details of it. And I'm sure there's other people out there that are going like, I know what it is. 
right, right. Yeah, I keep seeing. I keep seeing it. It is. It's. It's taller. It's cylindrical. Um. What other details do you see? I see now. I see uh, some grooves or l- lines. The I'll accept that. Mm-hmm. Seeing some lines. Um, they, I think they're going up and down. I, I said the word think. I should never do that. <laughs> that much I know. Don't think, Richard. Yeah. Don't think. That's right, because now you're into into uh, deductive thinking and conclusions. No, you just want to go like, I see some lines. Okay, and then you get closer. Okay, okay. Because remember, your mind is looking. Remember last time when you looked at from above, you looked at this uh, lamp. You were above. You didn't know that. You were just looking. And so you don't worry right. too much about directions. Right, because you can get distracted by other objects on the desk, and you're not looking at the right thing. Uh, yeah, really it's, well. uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, sh- so people can see if they're interested. This is kind of my process here. I'm just kind of, I'm going to hold this up to the webcam, my doodles here. And, uh, I, I that's what mine look like. Well, you won't be able to see it right yet, but, um, anyway, listeners can, uh, or, or viewers on the YouTube live stream. Yeah. I just keep, I keep drawing the same kind of tall cylindrical, uh, object again and again and again. All right, we'll, um, w- what we're going to do here, we'll take a time out. And when we come back, maybe I'll go through the YouTube live chat and uh, read some of what uh, people are seeing through this remote viewing, viewing process. And uh, then we'll do a, uh, a reveal and I'll post the, uh, the picture to my uh, Twitter feed at Richard Serrett. At Richard Serrett. S Y, because I love you. R E double T. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell stays with us as we continue in our remote viewing experiment. And again, his website, douglasjamescottrell.com. Don't forget, register for his dream interpretation workshop happening on July the 10th. And also, you can uh, subscribe, I believe, to his podcast. Uh, while you're there as well, douglasjamescottrell.com. My name is Richard Serrett. This is The Conspiracy Show. Please come back. Different views make great conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. And welcome back to our remote viewing experiment with Dr. Douglas James Cottrell. And uh, he's sitting in his office in London, Ontario. I'm in my studio here in Thornhill Village, and uh, we are trying to transcend time and space and remote view this object hidden from view uh, on his desk. And uh, I just find it very handy to, uh, with, a, with a pen and a notepad, just to doodle. And uh, whenever any sort of impression comes to me, I just kind of start sketching it. And I find that I just do it over and over and over again. And that's what helps me. Uh, so again, I'm seeing something cylindrical, uh, feels somewhat organic. Uh, you've given us some clues. You say it's larger than your two hands sort of cupped together. It's an everyday object. It's a distinct shape. And, uh, 
I think you said two, two distinct colors. Is that right, Douglas? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've, you've okay. Several, several other points. I want to. Uh, this is the lamp that we were in the last experiment. Yes. This is what you saw from above. I hold that up to the camera. It was a round donut shape with holes in the middle. You saw. Now, oh yes, I remember that. Yes, I, I did mention that on Coast to Coast. Yes, that that's on. what I was looking at. Yeah, and it, and I was looking, uh, I was looking underneath it, and I didn't realize your perspective. Just to, because that, that was amazing. Okay, I mean it was amazing, and I and I was kind of throwing you a, a bit of a loop, saying, well, no, it's not a donut shape because it was it was an American flag that was underneath, but you were persistent and you stuck to your guns which is part of the, of the lesson here. So same as this item over here, it's much different. You've been getting several of the shapes. And, um, well, well, we'll see what happens uh, with some of the details you said. Is there anybody, are we going to take any callers or are you just going to? Well, I'm just going to go. Uh, people like to, they seem to like to communicate with the YouTube live chat. So someone says um, yellow and white, round, with triangular shape, um, artistic, open top, decorative, round, open top, yellow and white. Um, and then someone else, uh, Paulina, is saying a thermos. And YY, Anella, uh, is seeing something tan and black. Uh, now I'm having some difficulty with the colors. I'm not seeing colors, but I'm I'm just I continue to see this shape, uh, cylindrical, somewhat taller than it is wide. Um, in terms of texture, it feels it's very smooth, very smooth. Uh, it could be porcelain or glass. Uh, but again, not seeing uh, – wait a minute. Now I'm seeing white and red. White and red. The, the red's my mouse pad. Okay. The I'm red gonna... is your mouse pad? Okay. <laughs> I'm seeing the mouse pad. Moving it out of the way. <laughs> At least I'm on your desk. I've 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 you're transcended time and space. Thinking... I'm I'm hovering over your desk, and so far I've seen the uh, – I'm seeing the mouse pad. Okay, so it's not – all right. You, you um, the blue and, the, and the Mac, you've seen the blue background when the white frame around the Mac, you saw that, which this thing is up close to. But several of the things you said and some of the callers have said are pretty darn close. Uh, someone is, uh, let's see, who is this? Uh, Icaros Alpha. Icaros Alpha says it's an insulator from a hydro pole. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I can I can see that um, in my head. Um, That's cool. someone else's. Yeah, I don't know if people remember or know what, what an insulator on a hydro pole looks like. Um, remember, he's he's giving me what his mind jumps to. When you see a shape or an image, then your mind comes up with a name or a number or tries to define it. So that's what he's doing. You're right. In other words, he's he's trying to put it together too quickly here. <laughs> but that's uh, that's where you try not to deduct 
conclude. Uh, it's where the combination, you know, where doubt starts, you know, like even you, it's like just throw it out and tell me what you see. You might see it right up close like this. That's great. Then you have to you learn how to push it back further so you can see it clearly. For instance, this little yellow thing, if I see it up close, it looks like all kinds of strange things. And then when I take it away, I can say, oh, that's a little lozenge thing. And again, teaching the, teaching the audience here. Right. And yourself, too. You're doing really well. So are the, so is the audience. Are we? Okay. All right. Wow. Um, well, we're going to take one final time out. This was a short segment. We'll come back, and I guess we'll... Um, I'll hold it up. I'll, I'll, yeah, you'll hold it up, and we'll also I'll post the image if you can, Douglas. Take a, a picture of it and send it to me, and I'll post it on my uh, my uh, Twitter feed. So uh, we'll uh, we'll do the big reveal on the other side. If Before we reveal, though, if uh, anyone wants to offer up... Not a guess. Tell us what you see. 416-360-0740. Toll free 866-740-4740 or on the YouTube live chat. And uh, whoever comes closest will receive a free copy of Douglas James Cottrell's The Secrets of Life. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show and the results of our remote viewing experiments. Stay with us. Shaking the world and seeing what falls. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. All right, we are about to conclude our uh, remote viewing experience. And I, uh, I have to be honest, I've kind of struggled with this one. I'm not getting uh, a clear color. I, I just keep focusing on this shape. That's, And I can't seem to get past that. Um, and this and the uh, the texture again is smooth. Uh, so it's cylindrical, taller than it is wide, and could be glass, porcelain, or even wax. Very good. Yeah, I sent you. Uh, uh, I sent you pictures on your email. Will your uh, producer see that, or is there some other place I should send them? Uh, you sent it to me now. Oh, already. Okay. Yeah, I did. So it's there. Don't don't open them up if you, you know. Okay, I won't. I'm not going to open it then. All right, but I'm. I was going to say, I'm going to stick with the wax, um, because this this was early on in the back of my head. But I thought, no, I'm rushing it because you know I, um, I was seeing kind of a uh, when I was seeing the cylindrical object, I was thinking, is it a can, uh, or is it a candle? Uh, because I was focusing on the smooth surface, glass, porcelain, and then just a minute ago I mentioned wax again. I thought, oh, yeah, I, I thought of a candle earlier. So that's what I'm thinking. Um, we're looking at a candle. Uh, but I don't I don't have a color. I can't see a color. A color. Um, let me see what else do we have here. Uh, any other guesses? Or not guesses. Uh, file folder behind it. So you might be looking at it through the computer and that might be causing problems. So I got the, the file file folder between the item and the computer. Okay. I see someone else sees uh, a candle as well. Someone sees a cow figurine. Someone Paula sees a mug. Um, someone says, I see something that is weighty. In, in other words, it has weight to it. Someone sees a horse sculpture. That's interesting. We've had a cow. 
and a horse. No, uh, that one's a myth. I don't. I was looking around. Do I have any sculptures here? No. <laughs> okay, and uh, so there's a couple other can candles. Someone is seeing something green. Uh, so I'm not the only one seeing a candle. There's at least three candles here. Yeah, the, those shapes are the are the right shape. And the colors, all right, you, you know, like really everybody except the guy with the sculpture on the horse or the cow, they picked up something about this item. Hmm. Everyone. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's do the reveal, Douglas. Okay. You want to hold it up to the uh, the screen, and you've also sent me images on my email, which I'll open now. Uh, let's see. Cylindrical, wide, taller than wide, two colors. Somebody saw the top. This is uh, it's. Oh, there it is. It's a it's a water bottle. It's a water bottle, a thermos. Somebody said it's plastic. Someone said a thermos. Who was that? And yes, and. It has what could be considered lines on the side. I saw grooves, yes. That stylized writing that says, Papa, this is a gift from my granddaughter, and it's half full of water. That was the curb. I threw you guys a curb by filling it up half full. Ah, I, now who was it that said thermos? Lines. Because You did see that? Everybody, even the fellow that said it was a uh, um, hydro insulator was close. The shape. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely like it does look like a candle. Look at that. It goes up like a candle, and that could be the wick. There it is. Okay. Uh, if if let me see now, uh, Ryan, if you could, if you wouldn't mind going through the YouTube chat because someone mentioned a thermos early on, they did, and then get their particulars. Um. Because we're going to award them a copy of the Secrets of Life. Let me see. Maybe it's in. Uh, no, I don't see it on my Skype uh, chat. All right. Oh yes, uh, Paulina. Paulina Tomzak was the one that guessed the thermos. So congratulations, Paulina. We're going to send you a copy of Douglas's Secrets of Life. All right. Okay. So. I, I don't know why I was blocking on the color. Is it because it's... it's, uh, you did, it's uh, Richard, you did say green at one time. Did I? You did. You said green. And okay. You said, you said glass or plastic. You said it was smooth. You said you saw the lines on the side, which could also right. be the watermark as well. And uh, when you, if you listen, um, if you go over it, you, you, you hit a lot of these points. Right. Now, what happens if people are just blank? Some people were saying they were they're on the YouTube chat. They're saying, I don't, I'm not seeing anything. It's blank. How do you get past that? Uh, they're trying too hard. They don't believe they can see it. Uh, they're distracted somehow. Um, remember, you've done this, I don't know, eight, ten times. Right. And you immediately picked up on the shape, the color, the texture, the smoothness of the side. You started to home in on it, but um, it was close to my computer, which has my Mac has that white strip across the bottom and the blue screen behind, and this was right, right up, right up close, right down to the computer. So you were actually looking at the computer, and then you ultimately saw my red, uh, my red mouse pad. Most people don't have a red mouse pad; they have blue or black. So 
your mind was searching all over, and the next time would be to you know, concentrate down and down and down and down. You know, your attention starts here and it kind of focuses. Or you pick up really small and you come back and open up. Those people that aren't seeing anything have to allow whatever it is to emerge. It might be a little, a little teeny dot, just like the end of my fingertip. And then you allow that to develop. And your, mind, your, your intellectual mind is, is impatient, and, and you're trying to see as if you're seeing with your eyes. You can't. You're seeing with the top of your head, which I've, I've taught on, on your show before. You're seeing with the top of your head. You're looking into the realm of thought. And that's why this is extremely difficult for Richard, who's hosting the show. He's watching the chat line. He's, he's talking to me. We're talking back and forth. And he's able to set his mind aside. And the intuitive mind is looking at this while the intellectual mind is talking about the show. That separation of minds is what you're looking for. You're looking for the middle mind, that mind that's in between the conscious mind and the super subconscious mind. That mind is the intuition. Now, people right. who are seeing nothing, if I said to them, buffalo, buffalo, the animal buffalo, they'll see a buffalo in their mind's eye, even though they're looking at the screen like I am. But inside, in your mind's eye, you can see the shape of a buffalo. Maybe it's focusing left. Maybe it's focusing right. Maybe it's on a field. Maybe it's floating in the air. But usually there's other details around, like they, they see the surrounding as well. That is not made up. Your mind is actually producing and projecting that image. That's what you're looking for, my friends. The same as Richard started off with the smooth shape. Then he talked it through. Then he got the color. Then he saw the lines on the side. Notches, I think you call them. And they do look like notches. See? Right. Grooves, I think was the word I used. Grooves. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so I'm not trying to make it fit what you said. I'm trying to explain what you saw and then the words you used to describe it. That's different than what you saw, but that's how we communicate, right? We, we sort of we say, I saw grooves or I saw lines or whatever, but what you saw was this, something missing between the numbers. So you did very well. That's a, well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with my performance and people uh, who who participated at home. I hope you enjoyed that uh, process. And and uh, again, Paulina, Tom Zach, Thermos, excellent, excellent job. So, uh, Ryan, if you could get Paulina's uh, contact information, and I'll send that to you, Douglas. And and would you mind uh, sending her a copy of the book? We'll send a copy out. Listen, everybody, you did fantastic. The same imagery you learn, you learn how to remote view or meditate is the same language you learn in dreams. And, you know, if you're really interested and you're sincere and you want to take my, uh, my dream course, might never do it again. Uh, it's this Saturday, uh, July the 10th. It's from noon till 4. So not too long to sit in the computer, but you'll get a, a jam-packed session, I guarantee you, and you'll learn how to interpret your dreams. Just like Richard has learned how to remote view. I don't know how many times you've done it. This is the best. All right. Douglas, again, douglasjamescottrell.com to register for the 
Dream Interpretation Workshop happening Saturday, July the 10th from noon till 4. Douglas James Cottrell, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L.com. And, uh, of course, there's also the podcast. They can uh, they can listen there. And uh, always a pleasure, Douglas. It's been uh, great seeing you again, my friend. My pleasure. I have a new podcast out. It's called The Wake Up. I'm following your example. <laughs> Fantastic. The Wake Up. All right. Good Wake luck, up. Douglas. All the best, my friend. God bless you. Back next. God bless you. Back next week, my thanks to uh, Ryan and Carlos. Back next week with a brand new show. Hope you'll be along for that. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light, and what I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.